Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights, brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Thanks for joining us here at XM.com for the Weekly Outlook. I'm Christina Marujos, and joining me today is Lead Investment Analyst Raf Boyajian. We'll be having a look at the upcoming week. Of course, Rafi, markets are still reeling from the hawkish Fed earlier this week, so it looks like the upcoming week also has a lot in store for us. So let's start by having a look at the United States. The dollar, of course, got a boost by the Fed meeting, and markets now are anxious to see whether the PC inflation numbers for May will reinforce the Fed's narrative uh, that any inflation episode will be transitory and whether this will be another piece in the puzzle to bring forward the Fed's rate hike projections. Therefore, what are we likely to see in the numbers and can the dollar be boosted even further? Well, Christina, uh, as you said, we had a huge reaction to the Fed decision. Uh, so all the more focus now on the PC inflation. Of course, we already had the consumer price index that jumped to 5% uh, in May. Uh, but the core PC is the measure that the Fed uh, prefers to look at as far as uh, targeting inflation is concerned. Uh, so for the month of May, we are expecting a year-on-year -year rise uh, to around 3.5%, 3, 3 perhaps uh, even higher. Uh, so if you were to get something closer to 4%, for example, that would certainly get the market's uh, attention. And now we know that there's a lot of transitory factors that are pushing prices higher, uh, and uh, such as supply constraints and so on. Uh, and in addition to that, we have, of course, the boost from the fiscal stimulus, uh, the pent-up demand that's been built up from the, the lockdowns. So all of that is distorting uh, the, the data. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, you know, it, it is, uh, there's a lot of it being driven by uh, spending and consumption. Uh, and so the personal spending and consumption numbers that will be accompanying the PC inflation numbers uh, will be watched very closely by the Fed as well. Now we're going to have a batch of other data coming up as well in the US. We've got durable goods orders and existing and uh, new home sales. Uh, so overall, if you were to get uh, much stronger than expected data, of course, that could further boost the US dollar. But the bigger question is, what would happen to Treasury yields? Because uh, although we saw a big jump in Treasury yields, particularly the 10-year yield after the Fed, it has now reversed back down after the Fed meeting. Uh, so it's pretty much wiped out the gains uh, post the Fed. Uh, so uh, while it's true that there could be some idiosyncratic factors pulling yields that were actually pulling yields down prior to the Fed and now we've gone back to that trend. Uh, it may not, so that means that we might not be getting an accurate picture of what the markets think all about the Fed policy outlook, uh, but the dollar's uh, rebound uh, could become questionable uh, if yields uh, continue going in the opposite direction. And uh, so there's going to be a bit of focus, uh, not just on the dollar next week from the data, uh, but on, the, on Treasury yields as well. Looks like it's going to be a very interesting upcoming week and now crossing into the United Kingdom it's going to have a busy week as well because we're getting flash PMI readings on Wednesday followed of course by the Bank of England policy meeting on Thursday. Now even though no change in policy is expected could a surprise PMI print uh, maybe change the BOE's policymakers stance? Well, we've already seen the reopening of the UK economy boost the PMIs in April and May. Uh, so there's probably going to be um, further boost for the month of June, though we might get slightly softer numbers uh, for June compared to May as the lifting of the lockdown effect uh, fades somewhat. 
but um, you know, on the whole, most of the good news on the economy is already priced in the pound right now. So, uh, people, uh, so p perhaps uh, an even better than expected set of PMIs might not do uh, much in lifting uh, the pound. Uh, so, at the moment, it's the Fed policy that's really uh, driving uh, all the dollar crosses. Uh, including uh, cable, um, so the pounds, but the pounds outlook doesn't just depend on the Fed, it also depends on the Bank of England. Uh, so although we're not expecting any policy changes uh, this Thursday from the Bank of England, uh, because they're probably going to wait until their August meeting to decide if uh, they should further slow down their asset purchases. Uh, we might see some tweaks in the language in their statement. Uh, we had very recently a very strong CPI data out of the UK uh, and the other data overall, such as the recent GDP prints, as well as, of course, the PMIs have been fairly solid. So we know the recovery is going as planned. Uh, so if we see reference to these uh, data, particularly inflation in the statement, that could suggest that further tapering uh, is likely at the August uh, meeting. Uh, but uh, the real signals, of course, will probably come in August. So until then, uh, we might not get the pound is unlikely to benefit a whole deal uh, from uh, from anything else. It looks like August is going to be a crucial month for markets. Now, finally, let's have a look at the euro, which, of course, took a hit from the hawkish bet earlier this week. Of course, we're expecting uh, PMIs for June out of the eurozone this upcoming week. Therefore, can they provide the single currency some support? Well, we saw the euro fall quite dramatically after the Fed. Uh, and so positive data, we could see it spark a bit of an upside correction, at least in the short term. Uh, in the picture, bigger picture, though, the euro's outlook is notably weaker after the FOMC meeting, because it's looking almost certain that the Fed will exit its stimulus programs before the ECB. Uh, and only last week, we saw the ECB actually sounding more dovish, uh, whereas now the Fed has uh, turned more hawkish. So there's clearly a big policy divergence happening between the two central banks, and that's likely going to weigh on the euro for a while uh, longer. Uh, so although we're seeing good progress on vaccinations in the eurozone, uh, and the data is supportive of the narrative that the eurozone recovery is strengthening, so all of that should prop up the euro. Uh, but uh, until we, the ECB uh, joins the Fed in uh, in signaling some dialing down, some dialing back of its stimulus, the euro will probably struggle. Rafi, thank you for joining me today. This was the weekly Outlook podcast here at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.